Okay, so I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I was actually just thinking it's mad that I very temporarily um, started going for the like intro music and maybe like an outro music. I can't actually remember if I did or not. And I, I actually can't even remember the like software program or whatever that I used to do that, which would probably still have it all saved. But now I kind of just click record again and go. Um, so look, I, I was driving down the mountain yesterday. I was um, going to change a rental car. Long story short, I, I had got a sort of like temporary rental car enough to see me through when the, you know, the guys I was training with were staying until Andrew Butchart, Bashir Abdi. Long story short, I think I really longed it out yesterday. I, I attempted to do a podcast during the drive, but when you're kind of like driving and indicating and getting road rage and yeah, it's just not a, you're not really focused on, I guess, what you're saying. And so I thought it was better to, you know, redo it today. But basically, I, I decided to extend the trip. I, I, I just think things are going really well. And that that kind of is obviously like a, a fitness thing, if you know there is such a term. And, and, you know, I'm definitely seeing that I'm able to, you know, run quicker and, and feel better. And, and, you know, that's great. But then also just the like the focus level is a lot different. So I the, the there's no problem with sea level. Obviously I'm at altitude, I'm I'm up the mountain in, you know, a place called Fontremeau in France. But it's not so much for the altitude at this point. And and it's more a case of if I did go home or, or to London or or, you know, back to Ireland, then I'd be back in that position where I'm probably just a little bit all over the place. And I know that I'd get back and I know that there's still little bits of work to do on the house. I know that my parents were going to help me with some of that stuff. And the natural tendency would be to, you know, start doing some of that stuff. And and the brain would kind of be like, you know, what's an hour or two? But like the, it's kind of like, I'm going to go to the pub and I'm going to have like one beer, right? And then everybody listening right now is like, yeah, we know where that goes. And so that's kind of the in a nutshell i'm i'm staying up the mountain i'm going to train through to dublin marathon up here um and then i'll taper while i'm here and then you know fly back and and give it a go is what you could say i i think i've i can share a little bit more moving forward now like the training and stuff like if if you do follow youtube and and you've you know you've seen some of those updates and I I haven't been sharing the training as much. I mean, I still upload on Strava and and things like this, but I don't really get into like the details and the specifics like I had been on YouTube. And I guess like, I mean, not that I like owe everybody like some kind of explanation or whatever, but it's more a case of like, it wasn't my training to share. Like, sure, I did it. But when you're you're joining like another group and you know, you, you like they've allowed you to come and join in. It's it just didn't feel right to like share that, and it's different if like it's just kind of different if like you know that you know they they don't care at all if you share it and stuff like that. But I didn't even really want to put a group like Butchie and Bashir into a situation where I'm you know asking about that, and also like when you come 
the train with, I think to, to know that Bucci has gone to three Olympics and been top 10 at three Olympics should tell you the caliber of Andrew Butchart. But then also an athlete like Bashir Abdi, who, you know, now is Olympic medalist, world medalist, European record holder in the marathon. You're looking at a, a high caliber group stroke situation. And I just didn't, I, I kind of knew flying to font, you could say, that it wasn't going to be the same for how much I was sharing, that the transparency would, would have to dwindle a little bit, you could say, because it wasn't my training, secrets, methods, remedies, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't mine to share. And and I do believe, I kind of knew the situation. I knew what I was coming to. I knew roughly how the training was going to go. I knew it would be hard. But I also knew that there'd be very simple rules. And those rules would kind of be that you're you're not showing up to the track with like your camera and a microphone. And, and that has very little to do with social media, you know, sharing things, it being some kind of secret. And it has a lot more to do with you're here to train. That's that's the goal. That's the number one purpose. If you want to hire somebody to come film and they do not get, and I'll swear, in the fucking way, that's fine. That's okay. They don't ask questions. They don't get in the way. They film at the side of the track and they let you focus on what you're doing. That, I think, still might have been a problem <laughs> because it's very difficult to not know that they're there, realize that they're there. And and maybe your attitude or your demeanor would still be split between, I wonder, is that videographer getting good shots, blah, 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 and the session. I knew that coming here, the focus would be training. And after training, it would be recovery. And then after recovery, it would be getting ready for training tomorrow. And that's what it's been. <laughs> um, I think I talked a lot yesterday, you know, when I was podcasting on the way down to the airport, it, it was a, it's been a different, it's just been a different level of training. And it reminds me more of like, it's kind of like your, how you would imagine like a boxer would train whereby, you know, perhaps, you know, you go on camp and the real emphasis at camp is like a real like overload of training where you're just hitting the body with kind of everything you've got. And then hoping that you stay in one piece, that, that you recover and, and you know, you you go on to achieve something great. And, you know, it, it worked for me in 2020. There's no doubt about it. You know, best sort of year or, or a couple of months of my career. And then I've probably really struggled, we could say, to, to get back to those kind of level of results. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're not that athlete doesn't mean that you cannot get the fitness to that place ever again or or consistently. It's just as if like, if you think about it, right, and you, you, you cook the most amazing spaghetti bolognese. I, I hope I've used this before. You cook the most amazing spaghetti bolognese. But where you cooked it was in Italy. You went to a fresh market that morning. You picked up all your ingredients. And you followed the recipe that, you know, was, I don't know, a, a secret Italian recipe. And you followed it and you got those ingredients. They told you where to go and you cooked this bolognese and it was absolutely incredible. 
it probably shouldn't be confusing when you go home and you go to Tesco or Sainsbury's or Walmart or Target and you pick up the ingredients that you think you got in Italy, this fresh market, you cook it the same, you think, based on memory, and you taste it and you think, ah, it's just not the same. And it likely never will be. The only probably way to, you know, get it to that absolutely delicious, perhaps spaghetti that you've ever had in your life is likely to go back to that little town in Italy and to follow that same, you know, ingredients, go to the market, pick it up, do exactly what you did. And then even then it won't taste exactly the same, but perhaps a lot closer than, you know, perhaps it's been since going to Sainsbury's, Tesco, Walmart, Target, whatever. Why am I telling you that? It's like I've I've just witnessed and seen that these athletes get their results by almost replicating an identical buildup before each race. And so that would mean if you're going to enter a big city marathon, if you're going to enter any race, you have to then think, right, I know what that means. That means... For me personally, let's pretend we're talking about here. In future, that's now going to mean, all right, that's going to mean I have to do 12 weeks, eight of those 12 weeks, you you pretty much have to do at altitude. Are you willing? Are you willing to go perhaps the altitude for four weeks, go back to sea level for four weeks, and then back up the altitude for four weeks? Or are you willing to do four weeks at sea level and then eight weeks at altitude and then go to your race? <clears throat> so... That's, in a nutshell, thinking back to 2020, the work that I put in, the training, the, the you know, I talked about how every day was solid. Um, I, I think if you, you know, pay attention to anything I've, you know, uploaded on like Strava or, or any of these platforms where you can sort of see training, you know, you're, you're looking at like, you're out on the Sunday you're working pretty hard. You're, you're, I think I did 15 mile week one, 17 and a half week two, you know, up to 24 week three. And it's not like you wake up Monday and like, like, you know, Monday's just like a jog. You wake up Monday, you drive to a place called Le Calme or, or the plateau. You walk for, I think it's two mile. We walk for up to, up to like a loop that sits at about 7,000 feet, so about 1,000 feet higher altitude, and you run at, I don't know, 610, you know, 615, 605 per mile. And by all accounts, it's probably a harder run than some of my hardest runs that I'd have done at, you know, sea level before leaving, before coming here. And that's like your recovery day. That's like your recovery morning it's called recovery and it's not called like easy jog. And I think that's kind of what I've, what I've picked up is that it's like, like you're still working, you're still running, you're still, and, and I used to always think of like easy or recovery or, or anything in between like session days, for example, I, I always thought of it as like a, like a by pace, right? I always thought it was linked to like pace. And, and what I mean by that is like, slow jog you know that's what it takes to recover and i guess all i can say is that 
I've been running quicker, you know, 610, 620. If you go and look at those runs on Strava, you know, you're looking at heart rate sitting in the, you know, 140 to 155 sort of area. And by all accounts, you're you're working, like there's no doubt about it, you're working, not as hard as you were on Sunday, not as hard as you work on the, you know, the track days. But when you're running like 110 to 120 miles a week, the the miles count. They're all contributing to the fitness that it builds. And so if you can handle it and, and you know, you don't break down, these runs are, so what are they? They're like a minute, a minute to, you know, 80 seconds slower than, you know, race pace on race day. So if we think about that, that's like, I think it's like 20% slower. Um, and, and I just think there's this psychological barrier that sort of differentiates like session day, hard day with pace. So you always think of like that easy recovery day that it needs to be slow. And I just don't think that's the case. Sunday, you're going to run at 155 heart rate, maybe up to 165, maybe 170. And so it's not like every day is the same. There's just a much tighter window between what is like an easier day stroke recovery day versus like a, a you know, a more moderate or a hard day. What what has happened on this camp is the, the kind of like the gap or the, the distance between easy and hard is just much, <coughs> forgive me. Oh, it's just much narrower, which then means that you, you, your brain has to change that you're not going to this like, and, and I don't know whether to call it a recovery day or an easy day. I don't really know what to call it anymore, but you're not showing up thinking like, you know, it's going to be a piece of piss that like you can just show up at your leisure and like just trot round. Trust me when I say you're showing up thinking like this'll still be you know, a a pretty tough morning, but then you get it done. And because it's perhaps more difficult and because the program as a whole is more difficult, your level of respect for that program is high enough that you respect the recovery process. You go to the gym to make sure that you're not breaking down. You're doing the rehab. You're, you're maybe napping. You're, you know, you're getting your sleep at night. You're not messing around on the laptop. And that probably then means that you're almost, I think things like my heart rate variability, you know, all that stuff like that I track with like the likes of Aura Ring or Whoop, it's all almost better than what it was at sea level. Because what I was doing at sea level was not training as hard, not training as much, not training as intensely. But when it came to like the stuff around the training, I was slacking. And then suddenly when you're put in this place and you know that almost every day is going to have moments of discomfort, moments that you need to be, you know, well recovered for so that you're able to keep up, you respect that. So you you really double down on everything around the training that I try to encourage so much in the likes of the running school, the, you know, your recovery basics, your, your nutrition basics, the strength conditioning, your psychology stuff, everything that's going to keep you in a really good place. So the week of training is hard. <laughs> you know, most days are 610, 620 per mile at altitude. <clears throat> um, you're looking at a couple of days a week being, you know, pretty pretty fast 
I, I, when you have when you when you show up to like a tempo run there might be like an eight to ten mile tempo run and it's quicker than you were doing at sea level by quite a margin and no recovery <laughs> it's yeah it's difficult but i've just went with the mentality of i'll i'll try keep up as as long as i can and then i'll figure it out after that maybe i need to do shorter reps etc but the pace remains the pace you you don't you don't neglect pace here basically it's kind of like if the if the slowest pace that you're accepting that day is 440 per mile you run a rep at whatever length you can and then you take a bit of recovery so instead of thinking like i'll do a 10 mile tempo at 520 per mile you think 440 is the pace and i'll run at 440 for as long as i can take a little bit of rest and get going again and try to still get to you know perhaps six seven eight mile it's not for everybody um i i, I remember uh i think it was a bradley wiggins quote and it was something like i know what training i've done and if someone has you know done as much as me or more than me or better than me you know good for them but i know what i've done and i think it would be very difficult for somebody to have done more and i think it'd be very difficult for somebody to beat me and i think doing the current program that i'm doing it will be very likely in a month's time to to go to the likes of you know dublin marathon that have lined up it's going to be very likely that i'll be stood on a start line and i can look left and i can look right and i can think to myself I don't think there's a person at the, you know, stand on the start line that perhaps has put in the the work that I have. And that, there's something really quite special about that. That will feel very good. And that will include being at altitude. That will include the two mile hike up to higher altitude. That will include the, you know, not jogging. That will include the prioritizing pace and, and, and working on the track as pretty much as hard as you can and then that also includes running 110 to 120 mile a week <clears throat> with likely your slowest run of the week being 640 per mile average and you're doing 20 to 24 on a sunday at you know 510 to maybe 540 pace at altitude without your like super shoes and um, which which come on they they help it's a lot different doing some of the long runs I did at home, I, I would wear, you know, some like level of comfort shoe, whether it had foam, whether it had a carbon plate, etc. I was wearing them. It's a lot different taking them off and just running in your everyday running shoes. It's a lot different. But I do think the legs get stronger and I do think the psychology gets stronger. So look, that's a an update. I I, I hope, you know, there's some level of maybe inspiration in there or, or you know, maybe just a nice update leading into Dublin. But I can only control what I'm doing. You know, I I might say I want to go to Dublin. I'd love to be able to win. You know, who wouldn't? But I just know that for once I'm really putting in the work to try to do that. So fingers crossed, everything keeps going well. And, you know, I'll keep you guys updated. So hope you're doing great. Hope you're enjoying your running. Um, and yeah, keep pushing.